I'm not saying we're better than everybody, but we know what's right and what's wrong. We have a podcast. Point on everything is canon. Yep. Everything we say you believe. Every single thing. Don't question us. All right, welcome back, everybody. We're your hosts. I'm Drum, and I'm Drummer, and welcome back to another mini-sode. This week, we're, we're not going to be interviewing anyone. Yeah, fuck everybody else. We're going to talk about some real shit, but this we're still going to be diving deep. This week is a deep dive. Deep dive. Dude, we should figure God. out something for that. Yeah, we'll get to it. Yeah, we'll so out. what do we, we dive in deep in? David, last time we had one of these, man, we <laughs> dove deep into you. <laughs> we sure what did. Are we, what are we diving deep into this time? This, <laughs> this week we're not diving deep into anything other than our own fears. Oh, gosh. Uh, we're, not, we're not going to therapy this week. Don't worry about that. No, we're going to be talking. Dalton picked this week's uh, deep dive. Oh, gosh. And it is... <laughs> It is horror movies. And the potential benefits of watching horror films. Hmm. It's actually healthy for you. Is it really? It is. It's actually good for you. But there's a lot of reasons as to why. And I, I know for me personally, at least me and Matthew, we weren't really big on horror movies growing up. Hell no. They scared the shit out of me. I've recently become more and more interested, not really in the current horror movie f- films, but the earlier older horror movies just the way they were filmed really interests me for some reason so i've been watching a lot of youtube videos on like so uh, when you say the older ones like not even cult horror movies like give me a name i can't think of any that's the thing it's the the ones that i've been watching on youtube have been really old grossly shot just fucked up horror movies that weren't made in the u.s Oh, okay. Very European. And it's just been very interesting to watch. But also, like, I think I started really enjoying watching that stuff because it made me so uncomfortable that I kind of was like this testing out something that I haven't felt in a while, you know? So I wanted to make myself feel this emotion. And then I started thinking about how I felt after watching the movie, like kind of like I accomplished something in a way, but also like what it was really talking about. And diving into the idea of the movie, and so bringing out all those all these curiosities in me, I started kind of like being like, "What is the benefits of watching movies like this?" Like, I know there has to be some type of mental fortitude you build up watching these things because you kind of start to develop this understanding of like, "Okay, I'm gonna see this. I'm gonna see this. I'm gonna see gore. I'm gonna see someone get their head chopped off. I'm gonna see like someone's dick fall off." You know, like these things happen. And then you just kind of not really numb to it, but it's not surprising either. Mm-hmm. And it's, there's there's a, a fine line of it being scary, but it being also like, why didn't that scare me? But that's also kind of crazy how it happened and just enjoying the concept, but then also looking into it, you know, and seeing the deeper understanding of what it is. Because some people have a lot of these sides in themselves where they have these intrusive thoughts, right? Most of us don't act on these intrusive thoughts. I work with a lot of people that have these intrusive thoughts and act on them. So it kind of brought this interest in me of like, maybe this is how their brain could possibly work. Like they see it, they do it. They think it, they do it. You know, it's just like, it's just, there's no, there's no like real thought process. It's just a switch, which was like, just for some reason, just kind of intrigued me. So I kind of started watching it just to figure out the mindset. 
and then as I started watching it more, I just got interested in it. That you you touched on a lot of a lot of things that we're mm-hmm. probably going to get into on this, but yeah. that that's a very I feel like that's not the normal path that a horror fan takes. No, into getting into horror. I mean, you, okay, so we got your answer, Matt. Are you would you consider yourself a horror fan? No. Why? Here's if, if I'm with people that want to watch a horror film, I don't have a problem sitting down and watching it. Yeah. But I would never like go out of my way to watch a horror film. I don't have a problem watching it. I just wouldn't choose to sit down and watch it myself. And is that because you're not a fiction kind of guy? <laughs> Possibly. I'm not I mean, I don't think so cuz like I enjoy other movies that aren't, you know, necessarily fiction. Like I'll enjoy them, but I don't know. I think just a lot of the way that we grew up, like, you know, the stuff scared me a lot when I was little. I didn't like horror movies at all. And as I've gotten older, I don't know if I've built a tolerance of it or if it's just like I've realized that like the outside world is literally just as scary as these movies. So like there's really not that big of a difference. I deal with it every day, you know, that that might be why. Because I, I think about it like I'd never like to play end of the world games like The Last of Us. I didn't like it. I, I started to play it and I realized it was like end of the world, you know, zombie apocalypse, all this stuff. And I didn't like to play it because there's a part of me that believes that that's real, that there's a probability that that will happen one day mm-hmm. and i just don't like to think about it like it, it makes me very uncomfortable like my head goes to weird places so i just didn't like it then coronavirus hits we're all locked up pandemic people are dropping like flies and all this stuff and you know and then i remember being like okay like i'll play it and i start playing it and then i really it's like you know virus takes over the world blah blah, blah all this stuff right and then i remember like playing and being like i looked at monique and i was like I mean, I guess this isn't really any different than what's going on right now. Yeah. So then I was able to like play the game, right? Uh I feel like it's kind of similar to that with horror movies. Like as you get older, you kind of learn that some of the, while what happens in the movie a lot of times is dramatized and it's meant to capture your attention. Then I started to realize that like these are things that happen like in life. And as you get older, certain events unfold in your life and, you know, certain things probably hit a little too close to home. So then it, it be, it becomes a little less scary for some reason, you know? And then I think another thing for me too, is like, I don't like horror movies that are jump scares. Like if the whole thing is jump scares, it kind of, it, it scares me because it startles me and I don't like to feel like that, but I really enjoy like psychological thrillers. I'm not saying you know, fuck me up. But you know, if you, if you're going to make me sit down and think and question everything for like three days, like that's a good movie to me. Oh yeah. I enjoy, I enjoy those more than the blood and gore, Texas chainsaw massacre, you know, blood everywhere. Like but, but you have to, you have to be able to follow the plot. You yeah. can't get fucked up on a, on a meta sense. Yeah. Like I don't need there to be so much going on that I forget why he's murdering everybody. You know, like I'd like to at least under- well, mad, bro. I'm referencing <laughs> under the skin, but no. yeah. Yes, exactly. You know, like those things, like I, I enjoy those movies as long as they're not, you know, there's some sort of context given, but and, yeah. And so, yeah, that, that speaks to, you said you don't like you, you like psychological thrillers mm-hmm. and you gave your explanation. You, you said you like, I mean, I love, I love anything paranormal related. Yes. Or even like mainly gore, but like in the saucy my 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 ex introduced me to a lot of like saw movies that i've never seen before and i just started loving them 
I don't know why. I don't know what it was. It was. I think it was the fact that it was like a game, but it was also like this whole backstory behind the reason why he's doing the game, and it just. I I really enjoyed it. I don't. I I. There's a lot of bad horror movies, like really bad ones. But at the same time, like if someone can pull off a horror movie, there's a there's a type of skill that comes with that. It's so hard to act like that, you know. Like it's it's easy to depict. So I feel like watching someone actually act out a horror movie and be good at it, you have to be a good actor to do that shit. I know a lot of people are like, it's just screaming, but at the same time, there's so much more that goes into it. And there's so much like underlying tones you need to look into when you're watching those movies mm-hmm. just to really get the whole thing. You know what I mean? And what turns you off to the other types, you know, because like same, I'm super into supernatural. I'm super into the psychological horror, but I don't care for and can't watch the gore fests or the ones that are just super excessive with no meaning just for the sake of being excessive. Yeah. Mm. I guess I guess mo- like other gory movies or even like I don't know anything with Jason or like the uh, slashers slashers I don't really care for they don't make sense to me and I don't enjoy watching them so I I've only seen one or two but those are movies that I never had interest in but if they have like a backstory to it I'll be more than interested I just never cared about those characters but okay. everyone like people love those characters you know like they put an impact on their lives so I I have a curiosity to want to understand why but not enough curiosity to go actually watch it. You know what I mean? I also really like cult horror movies. If you can combine those two into one, I would eat that shit up. Yeah, you love anything cult-related, mm-hmm. though. You really do. They fascinate me. Cults are interesting, man. But that's for another day. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. And so, and you know, part of, part of this, I think, is yes, because of just the way you guys were brought up. So I'll stick with, with movies in particular. Was there any... Any movie that you saw too young or just not at the right time when you were young and basically traumatized you and maybe like got you off of horror for a while because Yeah, Monsters Inc. fucked me up for a while. <laughs> I'm not even being I'm not even joking. Monsters Inc. Monsters Inc. I love that movie to death and I would watch it on repeat. But no matter what, I it made me check my closets, it made me check my beds, and I've never done that before. But after watching that movie, I checked everywhere and I would lock my door because I didn't want a monster walking through being like, oh, hi, how you doing? And then have a, had to take my sock or something, you know? We don't need a code 14 something, whatever it is. 2314. 2314. 2319? 2319. Yeah. I, I, that, was, that was actually one of the first movies that I watched that actually scared me for some odd reason. Mm. It shouldn't have, but it did. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think the first like horror movie that i like watched watched was maybe what was that movie fuck it was werewolves no it was it was it was um fuck go matt i let me think real for a second go man's not a movie go matt go matt the two that i can think of was uh the first like I don't know which one comes first because I don't know how old I was. They were probably around the same time. I watched Halloween at my buddy Frankie's house. And we watched it together. We watched it there. And then I had to ride my skateboard home. And he lived, I don't know, seven houses down the street. But when I got out of the of his house and I said bye and I started riding my skateboard, I just remember just like the eeriness and the stillness of the air. 
And then I remember looking at the street and our street had like big trees like that, like lined it. Right. And the street in Halloween had big trees that lined it. And I just remember feeling very eerie. I've never skated faster in my life. And just like they did in every horror movie, I was skating so fast because I was scared. I hit a pebble and I flew and ate shit. (laughs) And I was, and I had like convinced myself that somebody was watching me and was going to come and try and get me. And I was home alone. So I rushed home, locked the door. And I remember just like kind of like being paranoid and like, you know, bringing the dogs into the room and sitting there. Right. And some people like feeling like that. I, I didn't. And then the next one was Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho. I watched that. My We took a family vacation up to Bridgeport. And we had this little portable DVD player in the back. And I don't know why. Every time we did long road trips, I would watch Alfred Hitchcock. Mom had this, like, collector series. And I remember watching Psycho. And we were driving. It was in the middle of nowhere. And we, had a, we drove by this motel. And it looked like the motel that was in Psycho. And I remember watching it and just being like, man, like that person in there was in the middle of nowhere. There's nobody out there to try and save them. You know, they just all these things were running through my head. And then we went and we were in this new location. I didn't know anything. You know, I was with my parents. But just so many similarities where like those two movies kind of like imprinted this like idea of being scared from a movie. And I just never cared for that. I can't remember the film I was going to talk about. But the other film that really fucked me up was Paranormal Activity. The first one? One and two. Because of found footage? Yeah, like it was the unfound footage one. And then just because I feel like I've seen it, you know, so it made it more real. It's like I've seen things similar to this happen. So then I was starting to really freak myself out because I was like, what if this, what if this isn't a joke, you know? And then I was like, what if this happens to me today or tomorrow or in five minutes, you know? So I started kind of it built up a lot of anxiety for me and I couldn't watch the film for like three years after. Yeah. I was all fucked up. That one was, that one was a big one. I mean, just like Blair Witch Project, Mm -hmm. it's like the whole idea of crossing that boundary. And so that kind of goes into some of the stuff that reaches into the, the basis of horror and why it's so, you know, why it's, was so taboo i guess for so long beyond the initial like it doesn't create a good feeling in you or so they say and so when you look back at like the 30s 40s even the 50s a lot of the anxiety that pushed against horror was about what people were consuming at the time and the kind of effect that it had on them you know what how much influence did that have on someone's behavior on someone's mindset kind of like in a backwards way of what you were saying dalton Mm -hmm. of you saw these kids acting this way and the only other place you had seen that happen was in horror films so you're like let me study horror films to get a, a better understanding of that but so that that was a big part of why people didn't like horror was because they thought it was going to have this effect on people and especially on children and if that sounds familiar, it's because the same argument still gets used today. Yeah. Maybe not so much games, with, right? yeah, maybe yeah. not so much with, with movies, but with video games and even with music, you yeah. know, that was a big Huge. one. That was a big one for us growing up was, you know, being careful with the music you listen to because it goes it in your heart. Yeah. It goes in your heart. It influences the way you think. I actually think there's truth to that though. I don't, I don't, I don't completely dismiss that idea now to, what degree 
that that plays and like what role that plays i think it depends there's a lot of factors that go into that right like it really depends on like you know do you have the filters in place or the people around you to kind of help you balance that are you able to express your emotions in a way that that's not your only outlet because i feel like that's where problems can arise is when somebody only has a singular outlet and that outlet is expressing is giving them a voice for how they feel but the voice that they're that's expressing how they feel might be a little more intense than the emotions that these people are actually feeling so then now these people that don't necessarily have any other outlet or someone to bounce this off of they hear this voice of reason and they're like that's how i feel you understand me so that must be how i feel even if it's not necessarily at that degree of the intensity of let's say you know back in the day like growing up we weren't allowed to listen to the fuck is that guy's name ghost main's inspiration Marilyn Manson? Marilyn Manson. Like, growing up, like, we weren't allowed to. He was the next Antichrist, what, all, all this stuff, right? He's awesome. But but if, so, say, there's somebody where, you know, the lyrics of his song talk about killing somebody or killing yourself because you feel angry, right? And you know that you feel angry, but you don't have any other barriers to bounce that off of, so you kind of just correlate those lyrics. And I, I can see how that would convolute and, and kind of change somebody's thinking process. Yeah, it could definitely influence people. You know, yeah, and that was a lot of the that was a lot of the criticism was, you know, what what if people see this and 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 in essence get turned on? What what if it you know does this stuff enable a sense of sadism based on what they you know what was in those movies? It was creatures attacking people. It was people going insane and stuff. Do, is this showing that that's okay? Is this showing that that is something to? be admirable in the sense of horror has always not always but horror has a big theme on the other the outsider and not just that but on identifying with the outsider really to show the problems with society which gets into a whole other conversation we can do in a couple minutes but like does it reinforce these fantasies and i think that kind of really you're hitting it on the on, on the head with defining the difference between what's on the screen and what's on real life and and when that gets blurred and i think that also kind of it, yeah. that also then speaks a lot to what your kids are, are going through or, or yeah. the people that you deal with are going through yeah and i think that you know influences are real like everybody has them you know like we all listen to different types of music and i think we've all had our age you know where you know, young and in high school that we listen to like pop punk and we'd be like, yeah, man, girls hate me. You know, I'm, I'm just a loner guy, you know, whatever it is. It's what it is, what it is. I'm going to rock out with my cock out, you know, like that's what they do. But at the same time, as you get older, I feel like you start to realize these things and like you can enjoy the music without being the person in the song. If you can separate those two, it's a lot more enjoyable but there's a feeling with connection. People want to feel connected to things and people want to feel different. So if you put those two things together, feeling connected and different, it's not going to be going with the flow of Disney movies. It's not going to be going with the flow of AMC's fucking cool movies they come out with. It's going to be the movies that people are disgusted with. People get a reaction from, an actual reaction. Because if you get an actual reaction out of somebody and it seems like they dislike it or distaste it it gives you satisfaction because you can handle it you can take it you know what i mean so a lot of people that i've i've watched these horror film reviews on horror is their life 
like they live in this this fantasy of horror yeah. consistently because it keeps them in this new level of energy, right? But at the same time, they like it because it's different and unique. And that's all we're looking for. But at the same time, like these films can influence people in very negative ways. I do understand that completely. And I think there's a, a lot of people don't like it because I think it is a reflection of the world that we live in mm-hmm. right i think it's an extreme reflection like i think on the spectrum of it it is you know on heavily on the extreme side but i think it's it's an it kind of shows you an uncomfortable truth from the beginning like there are people that are outsiders and mm-hmm. feel like that there are people that think in a very malicious way and i think that's hard for people to to realize because i think we like to glorify the state of the world that we live in and, and the people that were around and stuff like that. And you know, that's, that's great. And that might be true for some people, but that's not true for every, everyone. So I know at least like the background that I have from growing up, it's easier to just not watch it and kind of ignore it. than kind of the route that Dalton's going where it's like, let me watch it to try and understand it in a sense that like, and it helped me understand the interest in this movies and why it speaks to so many people because it does it's a huge genre and there's so many people that connect with it so i think the question needs to change from like what's wrong with those people to like you know what is it about this that is able to connect with so many things so many individuals and thing is these things can be turned to positive aspects but it's such a negative tone all the time that mm-hmm. it's hard to speak on. You know, because I mean? it's it's so based on fear. And like you're saying, there's a quote: "It's horror as a genre often speaks to the real world horrors at the time in which it's created." Which is also why it, the critiques and the criticism on the genre itself are so. Sometimes movies don't last, and I think that's part of what you're talking about when you say like, "There's a lot of bad horror movies." And it's like they may not be bad, but the context in which they were they succeeded so well mm-hmm. is not the context that you're watching it in now. Yeah. Understanding the time at which it was written, I think it helps you puts you in the right state of mind when you're watching it. Exactly. There's one that we all watched together called Chopping Mall. And and granted, yes, it was very campy. We watched it at the gym and it was a yes. it was a drinking game. It was very campy. It was made kind of in that sense, but even that, you know, it's about killer ro- robots, but it, it it was in the 80s with the birth of the mall. And it was kind of asking that question, like, what if, you know, these malls are supposed to be this great sense of, of security and freedom and independence in a sense. And like, what happens when that goes wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's a very stretched out kind of reaching for it. But in the sense of how it, it, they can be bad now because they just don't make sense anymore. And the big thing about horror and really genre in general that you were saying is its ability to use metaphor and create a tangible thing that stands for the representation of these issues it wants to tackle. And so one of the things I watched in preparation for this was this TED talk from this professor, I think uh, the University of Kentucky or something. And he was saying how, you know, you, you want, you can ask these insanely tough questions and you can have these debates that you normally would never have because horror creates a displaced context 
for you to ask that question mm. and have that debate. Mm. You know, and so the 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 anecdote he gives is he was watching Salem's Lot and it's these two brothers that are trying to get home and the town's infested with vampires and they got to get home before dark and they're going through their no they're not going to make it. So the older brothers like we're going through the forest. There's a shortcut through the forest. And the young one's like no, dad, dad said we're not supposed to go through the forest. And the older one's like, dad's never going to know. Let's go. So they run through the forest to get home. The older one gets home, but he can't find his younger brother. He's like, fuck, okay, well, maybe he went inside. Goes inside. They can't find him. So he has to tell the truth. And the parents go out to look for the brother. And then they send him upstairs to his room on the second floor. And then he looks out the window and he sees his brother floating out there. And he's got the fangs now. And he's asking to be let in. And he was like, every person watching is like, no, he's not going to let him in. But I'm sitting there and I'm like, yes, he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's his brother. Mm-hmm. And so the whole idea is you take that and it lets you have this debate of take away the word vampire and replace it with criminal, addict, yeah. outsider. And all of a sudden you can have this debate on like whether or not you would do something like that or not. Because you're not asking the the tough question, you're you're giving it a surrogate through this, and so um, that also I think kind of speaks to your because most of these horror films are are conceptual and they're themed around this metaphor, and the horror stands for something. The horror usually stands for this abstract concept that is prevalent in our world xenophobia Mm -hmm. racism you know it follows is sexually transmitted diseases the babadook is the grief of motherhood Mm -hmm. and just like when you don't want to be a mother anymore these are all very high level concepts yeah that when you understand it you can watch the movie in a new light and and really see it for what it is and when you're young you don't have that grasp yeah so the creature that is the metaphor for adults is just a creature that's going to get you and kill you. Mm-hmm. And so that's all you have to work with. And that's, I think, why it's so much worse for kids who can't make that distinction. Yeah, I think the, the there's a movie that I watched when I was in college that I think was the first. It's very obvious because it's like a it's like a B-rated movie. It has a bunch of B-list actors. It has some some WWE wrestler back when it was like a WWF. I, I, I forget his name, but he's the main character. And basically, the whole concept is this world is being overrun with robots, and nobody can make decisions by themselves because the advertisements and billboards that the elites control. They live. Is that what it's called? The marketing one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yes, exactly. And it was the first time I was sitting there, and I remember watching it. And it was the professor that I always say, you know, single-handedly changed the course of my life, you know, just like through the questions that he asked, right? And the whole back half of this class was called, you know, reading between the bullshit. And he's like, I just want you guys to be, be able to follow the money, make decisions for yourself, and, you know, actually hear what people are saying. Not what they want you to hear, but what they're saying. Right. So we watch this movie and this basic guy runs around and he starts to notice he essentially wakes up. Right. He wakes up and the advertisement goes from you're hungry. Next stop for some coupon deal. Right. A hamburger with some fries. Right. And then, you know, when he wakes up or he puts on his glasses or whatever it was, it translates to 
stay overweight. Or there's one where it's like these medications and, you know, then he puts his glasses on and the, the advertisement says, rely on me, don't stay healthy, right? Like these different things. And I remember sitting there, I, I thought it was weird. I'm like thinking, man, this is like the weirdest movie. But then sure enough, I left that day and I was driving home and I was saw a billboard and it was for a fast food restaurant. And I swear to God, I saw it and I thought about the glasses and I was like, you know, I, I could get two hamburgers for three bucks. That sounds fucking fantastic, you know. But then then that debate starts happening where it's like, okay, this subtle, not subtle because it's the whole point of the movie, but like this idea that this movie was written on is now making me think and making me question. And I remember I was going to go, but I didn't because I was like, no, you know what? I think there's some truth to that. And it's hard. It's not, there. It's it's, it's a good segue. It's a good wave to have these deeper conversations, but it's also very uncomfortable for you to sit with it. It kind of shows that mirror back to you in, in a weird way. Like you don't like the blood and gore of it all, but like all these stories have to come from somewhere, right? And nine times out of 10, they come from actual real world experiences. So when you come from a place where it's like the world is this fantastic, wonderful place, which I'm a very optimistic person and nine times out of 10, I believe that it is. So for me, watching a horror movie is really hard because it's like, no, there's some gruesome shit that happens, yeah. you know? Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't even, didn't even think about it like that. But I know that like marketing can't come out like that. A lot of people know my stance on social media. So I kind of understand that, I guess, in a way. But I, I always, whenever I watch horror movies, you always think about fear, like what mm-hmm. it means to you. And I and I I love the the idea that like you're willingly trying to scare yourself, you know, like you want to see what's gonna happen, like you're scared of it, but at the same time you're curious. And the question is like, why? Yeah, you know. Yeah, where's this interest coming from? Like, it's one of those things that not a lot of people have, but then when you experience it, you kind of it's like a tattoo. You kind of just want another one, you know. You want to you want another like itch. But what do you think gives you that? desire for more like i said the uncomfortability is what is what the interest is you know and i think being scared having that fear is like almost like a it's like you just finished a workout like that gratitude that like that like fuck yeah i did it like you made it it's kind of like good job like you went you made it through this killing that you just saw good mm-hmm. job and you knew it was going to happen because you're you're just constantly thinking about the next thing what's going to happen next who's going to kill somebody who's going to jump out of the closet you know, like you're always thinking about the next thing and it's so exciting. And a lot of people can can start to feel like mixed fear with excitement because it's such a similar feeling, but it's taken in different ways. You know what I mean? And it's it's all an emotion like we all have it. But at the same time, like we, we all perceive it differently. So I think for for fear, it could also be a sign of excitement. You know, like you want to get scared because it's what makes you feel feel alive mm-hmm. and whatever makes you feel alive. You're going to keep doing, you know, because it's it gives you that that boost in life. It gives you some energy. So I think a lot of scary movies um, are thrillers for that reason, because they make you feel like you're human again. They make you feel something that you normally won't feel because 99 percent of people won't be stabbed in the back by somebody. You know what I mean? Just just a thought. And I just think like. It's something that we all are curious about, and the curiosity is what kills the cat at some point. But at the same time, like where we live now, how we live now, it's not as realistic. So we have to find ways to get those answers somehow. And that's really what I think horror movies can give you in in the shortest way possible. You know, excitement. Yeah, 
And you, you touch you again, you, you're hitting a lot of topics that, that people talk about when they talk about the benefits. And the first, the, the main one that you kind of touched on that I, I thought was really cool. And I've found the medical, medical term for it because who doesn't like to sound smart is, Amen. uh, <laughs> the, it's called the parasymp- parasympathetic and the sympathetic nervous system. And so the sympathetic nervous system is what triggers your fight or flight. And, and it does that by releasing adrenaline through your body. And so that's what the horror movie does. Like you said, mm-hmm. it, it gives you that kick. And adrenaline is the you know result but is it coming from fear or is it coming from excitement? And I think that's kind of what you're saying when you say that it gets mixed up. Yeah. Because uh, no matter what, you're getting that feeling of adrenaline. And so when you get that fight or flight, you get increased heart rate, you raise blood pressure, extra blood circulation to muscles. So you're like, you're you're shot up. You're releasing all these yeah, hormones. you're feeling it. You're going uh, through it. And that's because your body is telling you that you're in danger, even though your mind is saying that you're not and that's that is the that's where one of the benefits is like you're getting to experience this in a controlled environment and it's good for people with anxiety for some people with anxiety for some people it's not but because it lets you go through that simulation through that kind of it lets you play it out in a way that you know is not going to be detrimental you detrimental because it's all going to be over at some point yeah. And so that mixed with the parasympathetic nervous system, which is what happens after the sympathetic goes through, it calms us down. And if sympathetic has fight or flight, parasympathetic has rest and digest, which I thought was really cool. But that one releases dopamine and serotonin and creates this sense of relief to calm you back down from that high adrenaline state mm-hmm. and so that i think is what you're talking about when yeah. you're saying that sense of achievement and that sense of euphoria that comes at the end of it because you're no longer in that state anymore mm-hmm. so you're coming down but you're left with this really good feeling and i don't know if you've ever it's i mean it sounds like you, you you've been through that a couple of times i don't know if it sounds like you felt that in the few times that you've watched it um or or why the, the ones that didn't work didn't work the only time i felt that is like if i watched like a horror movie with a group of people like when it's done like i feel like closer to them strangely where it's like man we got through that together like whether it's a good or bad thing you know what i mean it's like an experience you all share mm-hmm. and then you can all like sit down and like kind of talk about it or whatever you know i've always thought that was a very unique experience because it's like i think horror does a, such a good job of like you said, using your nervous system as a part of the movie that I think makes it so much more memorable. So then when you leave, like Dalton said, it's similar to a workout, similar to a workout in the fact that like, you know, in a group setting when the entire class goes through something at the very end, a lot of times, you know, I'll be walking around cleaning up, telling people good job, using the restroom, whatever. When I come back, I can hear people sharing their experience through that workout. And I think it's very similar to after a horror movie, you sit down and you all talk about the parts that scared you and you can see it in people's eyes when they're talking about it as their, it's their way of decompressing from the traumatic experience that in the controlled environment we were safe, but our 
mind knows that we're safe, but our body still reacts as if we were going through it, you know? Like, it's kind of like the same thing where it's like, if you think about yourself getting ready to run a race and you really sit down and you think about, you know, the steps that you're going to go through, you'll feel your heart race, your heartbeat start to race. You'll feel yourself start to go through the motions. You'll feel your adrenaline start to going, you know? Even though you know you're not actually running the race, you're just thinking about it. Our body is a machine and it doesn't necessarily understand the distinction between the two. Same thing. And I think horror does a really good job on playing on that is that like you're safe, you know, you're safe, but you're seeing these actions and these things happening in front of you that are causing your body to react. So then afterwards you start explaining these different things, you know, and everybody gets, you know, startled at different points or whatever. And I think that I've always been fascinated with the fact that people feel, I always feel closer to people after watching a movie like that with them. And that is one of the big things that, that at least in the tech talk they talk about is it's a sense of community. I didn't, I didn't think either how unique that is, but that kind of led to the question of what then separates the differences between horror films, horror video games, and then the horror experiences when you go to places like Universal Studios Horror Nights or Not Scary Farm. You know, they're all in essence the same thing. They're all you entering this state of of terror and in this experience in a controlled environment that lets you handle it but people have wildly different reactions to some some people can watch horror films all day and never get freaked out but they cannot go to a horror experience and some people freak out with video games but then they can just breeze through the amusement park or something like that and so what what do you think makes those separate what what are the different pieces that contribute to that i think the biggest thing is control i think i i think a lot of people i mean at least for me i enjoy watching movies and cartoons because i i i can almost understand what's going to happen but i'm not in control of it so it's not my worry like it's their problem i'm going to see how they solve it Uh, and i can question it in my head mm -hmm. when you're playing a video game sometimes those video games and horror movies are so much more intense for me and that's why I don't actually play horror video games that often because they really do freak me out because it's my responsibility. It's my control. Mm-hmm. I have to make sure that my guy survives. So it puts me in this place of uh, survival mode. Like, I don't want to go over there because it's darker over there. Why would, I, why would I risk my guy dying if I go in that corner? You know what I mean? Like, you start to question so much more, which, I mean, is it's a thrill in the least. and It's a thrill in the most, but at the same time, like, it's it doesn't make me want to play it because then it becomes a little bit more real in a sense you know what i mean Mm -hmm. what was the other one you talked about horror experiences horror experiences do do you you and matthew matthew enjoys horror experiences i Mm -hmm. feel like more than i do yeah i actually don't took the words out of my mouth like they're all three different mediums and i think the difference between the three is one you just gotta let jesus take the wheel you're watching a movie you're there you literally can't do anything to change it it's pre-scripted you just gotta go with it right video games See, I'd rather play a horror video game than watch a horror movie because I like to have the opportunity to control the outcome at some point, right? I'd like to be able to fight back and do all these different things. That's always my biggest complaint about horror games is that a lot of it is you have to run around and gather these different things and rarely can you fight back, you know, and I'd like the opportunity to defend myself. And then like Universal, like Horror Nights, it's it's always fun to me because I don't know what to expect. And I control the pace of which I go through everything. But, and like, I know I can't fight back or anything like I can in a video game, but like, 
it's just fun to me because it's more of an immersive experience as opposed to in a movie like I have to see what the camera shows. If there's something I don't want to see, I can close my eyes, but I have to wait for that scene to be over, right? When I'm in like a horror park and I go into the scare zone, yeah, thank you, the, the maze, thank you. When I go into the maze, it's preset in the way of which I have to go, but it's different in what's going to happen. You can go in the same thing two or three times and you'll probably get scared at a different point throughout it, right? But if it's really that bad, I can rush my way through it and get out of it. So I enjoy them just because like it's a fun immersive experience. It is it is cool to see how they put everything together. The I the biggest reason why I enjoy Universal is to see how they decorate everything. Mm-hmm. I love how they, you know, you know, for like what was I think it was Annabelle. They did a house for Annabelle and the house was creepy as shit. Mm-hmm. And it was so cool to be walking through it where you see the set and you see how like you know, obviously it's not the real set, but you see how things would have been shot and stuff like that. And you kind of see pictures that you saw in the movie. Yeah. So it, it makes it super fun for me to go through it. But the only thing is I just can't enjoy it because someone is screaming in my ear. You know what I mean? And it's usually me. And so. Well, the last, I mean, we got one of the last things for the benefits of, of watching horror movies because it's kind of become a whole conversation on horror and uh, I want to make sure we still hit the benefits is, is something two two kind of theories that I saw called a, the surrog- surrogacy theory. And that kind of plays in with exposure therapy. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. And so the surrogacy theory we kind of already talked about and you kind of mentioned in the, in the games is like, it gives us, the, allows us to control our fear of death. By giving us a surrogate experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're getting to, in a sense, practice or simulate what you would do when faced with these situations that you may never, ever be faced with. And that also gives you the escapism, the uh, substitute to really uh, deal with these issues. And so, and that kind of also talks into, I read an article about why someone with anxiety ended up benefiting so much. And they were like, the anxiety is the overreaction to everyday situations and and circumstances and so when you watch horror films it gives you those circumstances and situations that your brain wants to be dealing with Mm. so it can it can be a form of release and Hmm. they always talk about it's like cathartic release because you get to deal with that and at the end there is a definite end yeah and so then you're able, your mind is able to finally like let go hmm. and be okay for a little while. But that makes the, sense. the other one was, almost, I, don't think, I don't think that's how my anxiety works, but <laughs> <laughs> everyone's, different. everyone's different. And that's why I said there was like people that are very sensitive to anxiety and sensitive to feelings of fear and panic rather than needing that conduit yeah this is not what you want to yeah do. you no. do not want to be watching these kinds of things uh the other one though is a form of exposure therapy because like we said the body tells you that we're in danger but the mind knows we're safe so you're allowing yourself to be triggered by maybe some topics or scenarios that would normally scare the shit out of you or just you wouldn't be able to handle but when you're doing it like this you know, repeated exposure lessens the impact. It mm-hmm. lessens the effect it has on you. And it could bring you some confidence too. You think about it, like you see a lot of things happening and, you know, there, there there could be a point in time where, you know, something really 
scary happens or really gross happens and you're able to move past that initial reaction and be like, okay, where do I go? What do I need to do? What's next? And it could, it could save your life sometimes. Yeah. Who knows? You know, like movies can, can give you a lot of perspective and it can help you deal with a lot of things that you didn't realize you had problems with. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And that goes into the, the idea we talked about morbid curiosity, which is defined as an interest in learning about threatening situations and gathering information about those threats, even if doing so is unpleasant. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like going through that stuff can actually help a lot of people. But I feel like even the the word isn't nice, morbid curiosity. But at the same time, like, I think everybody has it. Everybody has that curiosity about them. Like, what happens next? When you die, what happens? If you if someone cuts you open, what's what's it going to look like? It's a it's a natural thing to have. It's a natural curiosity, but some people don't want to explore it. I mean, okay. why do you think uh, true crime is like popping off? One of the biggest, yeah, topics, especially in podcasts, you mm-hmm. know. And it's so fun to listen to, and I don't know why. And uh, and like you were, <laughs> it it's strange. It's why strange, it yeah. But like you were saying when you when you talked about your Last of Us thing, there's actually physical, scientific evidence that shows horror fans are more resilient and able to withstand it and then they did that in a, in a study at the beginning of covid well a couple months after showing that one horror sales were through the roof yeah even though this pandemic is going on people are still renting these movies or watching these movies because it's an escape you know shit's going on out there at least it's why, not this deal, bad. <laughs> why deal with that when you could just watch something else? Yeah, you think about something drawing you in. Nothing draws you in more than being scared. And, you know what I mean? Yeah, and they they did a study and showed that people that were fans of horror had had less psychological trauma or impact inflicted upon them from this pandemic over the first four or five months. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so the last thing, the last benefit we can give you is uh, it's an actual workout. You said burn calories, times. lose some weight, watch some movies. There was a uh, study at Westminster University, and they did ten people watching horror films, monitoring their heart rate, oxygen, and CO two output. One hundred fifty calories. One hundred fifty calories in ninety minutes, That's just crazy. from watching a movie. That's you crazy. You have a bag of Smart Pop, you burn it all off right when you eat it. Just watch the movie. So don't feel bad about buying that popcorn. Damn. I guess now we know. We need to watch more horror movies, guys. It's time. All right. You made it this far into this mini-sode. Thank you so much for your time. We really do appreciate it. Go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and a review wherever you are listening to this podcast. And until next week, everybody stay safe, stay healthy. I'm Drum. And I'm Drum. We'll see you guys then. Bye. Bye.